morning. Welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. My name is Roger um, Chari here in Sunny Orthodox. Finally, the weather uh, is uh, cooperating. Uh, no more complaining. Uh, wherever you are listening us from, this is Zambia Block Talk Radio, your community radio here in uh, Canada and the United States of America. And that was uh, Sona. Uh, Sona has a very uh, interesting uh, uh, history, Nathan. Uh, she is uh, born from a Gambian father and uh, I think a British or French mom, a white woman. No. But she identifies herself as a African. She was born in Europe, but she identifies okay. herself as a African, whereas everything she wears African, she sings African. I don't know if she can speak the African language, but she is also African. So when people try to say, oh, you are half African, you are half European, no, 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 I'm African. So, she says I'm African. Uh, I like that. Yes. Well, yes. we know yes. the, the, the story and the facts, Roger, that as, as long as we, you are mixed or you look uh, sort of that blended color. Our, <laughs> Euro, our white friends will not accept you as being white. So, uh, uh, what's his name? Reverend Jackson. He said the only we the the the, the black uh, the, the black race we ac- we accept everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, when the Chinese and the white person uh, father a, a child. Child. That, that uh-huh. child will not be accepted by the white, will not be accepted by the white, the, the Chinese. No. Guess what? But that the child says I'm black, will receive them. <laughs> <laughs> so we are a very, very generous race. We are a very generous race. Vantimpa, good morning. Oh, good morning, Roger. You, you sound pumped up today. You're not I'm grumpy. I can see the sun, you know. Yeah. Uh, what well, yeah. more? Here in the prairies, that's all we ask for. We ask for, for the sun. That's it. Uh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Dr. Patrick, good morning. Dr. Patrick, Murishani. Murishani, Dr. Patrick. Murishani, Murishani. Need to learn some rosy, Dr. Patrick. Yeah, no, that that will be uh, is it two point oh? That is a class two point oh. It's still in one point one, one oh one. Don't rush him. Don't don't rush him. Trying trying hard. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of things uh, to talk about. A very interesting discussion. I'm thinking um, this is going to be. Uh, the new the new scramble for for Africa. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just the common uh, narrative saying oh na- Africa is rich in uh, materials, but um, what they are saying uh, ah some of it, Dr. Patrick, is even scary. You know, um, you believe, I, I, I don't know. We'll talk about it, the, 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 the scramble for, for Africa. Yes, people are coming for for minerals, according to this paper I was, uh, I, I was reading. Uh, but uh, one, Africa is at the center of the earth. Uh, our central position 
attractive for for business. Um, Africa is the only continent which is uh, very habitable. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have these tornadoes. No, no, no. Africa is very unique. We are the most needy fresh water. So anyway, we'll talk about it, and this is why um, to date we've had about seven Africa summits, uh, U.S. Africa summit, China Africa summit, Arab Africa summit, all these people, what are they looking for? What are they? This article is very, very insightful, and uh, I hope it's going to give us uh, some kind of awakening, as I call it, awakening. But before we do that, uh, what is making news um, around the world? So um, we had the Ethiopia Airways, uh, Nathan. We're beginning with that one. Uh, we we lost a lot of people. Uh, uh, 157, 129, somewhere there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on, on, on that one before I get a, a reading? You, you know, I've been a really thinking. Uh, I was looking at some of the uh, what do you call memorials people have. Uh, erected over there, uh, the pain of a parent or or a wife or a relative to go to the place uh, where the accident is, and you find nothing. You come uh, yeah. you come back the way you went there. That's the way you come back there. In short, there is probably not even any slight hint of closure uh, in people's. But then I don't know. Others, what were your thoughts about the Ethiopia uh, uh, accident? Nathan, you can go ahead, uh, Bantimpa, Dr. Patrick, Dr. Musanje here. Any thoughts? Yeah, that, 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 was, uh, that was a tough one. Um, it, you know, life is, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You take off your own flight and you... You're going somewhere, and then suddenly it just ends like that. <clears throat> just ends like that. It's uh, it's an amazing situation. I mean, it's unbelievable because they say the plane was. They are showing on TV how the plane was acting. My goodness, how can a plane be acting like that? You know, you say to yourself, and uh, it, it's no. What do you call it? It's no. Somebody may say overreacting. I don't say no. It's not overreacting. It's no. It's no. It's, it explains why uh, the European governments. I'm not saying they, because America. It took Uncle Donald a bit of time to to act because he's friends with Boeing's uh, MD or chief executive. No wonder the the European countries responded with swift action to ground those planes the way they did. And uh, it's, it's, it's really, a, if something has got a, an issue, time to address it immediately because, I mean, I, I don't know whether you all saw the picture, the, demo, the, the, the what do you call it, the model showing how the plane was, was acting or, or do, what the plane was doing before it eventually crashed. That's really, that's a technical glitch, no doubt about it. 
But it's very sad for those families, Roger, like you have said, you go to the site, crash site, and all you can see is debris. I mean, mangled up with body parts. I mean, my goodness, it's, it's just, it, it, it's a very tragic end. It's a very tragic end. nationalities. Even uh, within um, um, the United States when you're flying, you see different kinds of passports, you know, and you wonder, like, you just expect when you're flying, say you're flying in Atlanta, you may be thinking, oh, everybody's going to show their driver license. Then you wonder, somebody got a green passport and a pink one. You know, there's always a a kind of diversity, but uh, what, what really, you know, came out really very strong is that, uh, you know, a Boeing was trying to blame on uh, on a training training and uh, experience of uh, the pilot, and everybody mm. else knew that, uh, as a nation put it, it was even to us who are not experts in um, in that industry that it was a technical problem, you know, and uh, they say that the pilot had signaled uh, that he was finding it difficult to take control of the aircraft, you know. And then there was also the, the, the other plane that uh, that grounded in Indonesia. So those things yeah. can't just be, you know, coincidence. out of, um, yes, coincidence, no. It was, yeah. it was a problem of boy. Well, my, my encouragement on the, on the, on the 35 uh, we see probably what is going on in the world today uh, in the Trump in the Trump world uh, part of uh, Europe uh, all these nationalistic uh, views people are having and yet you'll find um, in, in one plane and that plane is probably not even going to Europe it's going to an African uh, uh, country to yes, me that yes. reviewed how how much the global village has come together. Uh, and I'm not sure there is the stopping it. Uh, yes, people will be na- nationalists. They would want to be all themselves in one corner. But there, there is no, no stopping, uh, Dr. Patrick. That was the message I got from that advice. Uh, going to Africa, probably you would expect, oh, there will be uh, 10 Kenyans, 50 Zambians and this, no. Every nationality from Asia, from America, from Canada, everywhere. Uh, that was a very strong message uh, to me, Dr. Patrick. I don't know if you, you agree with me. Yes, it is. It is a very strong message. It is. And um, I also want to look at, uh, we always talk about follow the money. 
And many of these um, these jets were built by Boeing, this American company. And if there is a if it's pilot error, then you then you won't um, move into the area of being um, uh, recompensed for the pilot for the for the airplane. However, if it's a um, an instrument malfunction, then of course you have to look at uh, Boeing, the manufacturer. From what I've seen and what I've read, it appears to be a uh, an instrument malfunction. Whereas somewhere in the programmable system, the if you put it on autopilot, uh, mm-hmm. there is a program that makes the plane dip down. And if you're not uh, knowledgeable or aware of of the autopilot uh, erroneously creating this type of dip, then you'll find yourself in in a, a tailspin in which you'll end up crashing. As unfortunately the two uh, airplanes did so. However, if if you're an experienced pilot and you know that the program is malfunctioning. Those who who um, were faced with that type of um, incident, they quickly turned the autopilot off, and they were able to recover. So it's a it's a I believe it it appears to be a malfunction of the program, pilot, and not not the um the pilot itself, and the failure to respond quickly. It's because Boeing is a U.S. company, and they know the the libel the libel suits that will follow. Yeah, I agree with you. There is uh, here in Canada they were explaining the Minister of uh, Transportation. There is a sensor they have put on that uh, Max H. Pianki will talk about this uh, just a little bit. There is a sensor they have put there, and each time they will clock it back to. Uh, to manual, it, it will take in 10 seconds to go back to autopilot. 10 seconds wow. uh, to go back to, yeah. So the pilots were kept fighting, kept fighting, and in both instances, Indonesia and in Ethiopia, the, the pilots, they failed to win the, 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 the battle.
Ethiopia is uh, always um, the the airline of choice um, because of uh, price. Um, it is the one which does not. So it, the, the, the memories of being in, in, in Ethiopian airline planes were very, very new. Very, very new, very, very scared. Uh, and yet, Ethiopian Airlines actually has one of the best records in the world. Best record. Uh, but here, here we are. Um, fortunate enough, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, we didn't have any, any Zambian uh, who, who died uh, in, uh, in that crash. Barack Kelvin, good morning. Good morning, Roger. Yeah, it sounds like you are very, very far away, but we will let you come closer. Uh, really? Yeah, on top do, of the hour, we are going to... Do I sound at, better now, Roger? Uh, you are okay. You, you keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep okay. coming. Yeah, keep coming. Uh, <laughs> on top of the hour, yeah. we are going to talk about... Yeah, the news come for... Africa. This is the, not like any other topic we've talked about. Trust me. You, um, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to get scared, but uh, that's uh, coming up. Um, our president, uh, we are hoping the reference, the uh, parliament, was it yesterday? Or he was uh, closing or whatever he was doing, but he was uh, addressing and the main thing, the main thing which came out uh, from there uh, was uh, patriotism. Uh, mm. Patriotism, yeah. So I'm kind of, uh, I need help this morning, the people to help me uh, with uh, patriotism. Um, it, it seems like each time you um, criticize government, you are not being patriotic. We we saw this even with uh, the Republicans, George Bush, when they were passing the Patriotic uh, Patriot Act. You know, they, they they wanted to tie down the the Democrats. Those who wanted the Patriot Act. If you don't vote for it, you are not patriotic. <laughs> yeah. What does being patriotic mean? Patriotic. Patriotic. I need I need some help here. What is being, uh, being patriotic? Actually, can I can I contribute now? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Two things, you know. Um, in uh, bad democracies, people think that uh, if if you criticize government, then you are not patriotic, and that's 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 not true because. You know, constructive criticism is a form of patriotism in its own. Like, you know, your heart loves your country, you know. What is wrong and what is unpatriotic is you painting the country bad because there are two different uh, things there. There's a nation and then there's a government. The government is, is, is formed by people. So those people could be wrong, you know. So there are people say, oh, Zambia, Zambia is finished. Zambia, Zambia can never be finished, you know. The people get finished are the politicians. So, you know, if like Zambia is, is down, Zambia, is, Zambia yeah. can never, ever be down. 
you know. So those are the, the people who are unpatriotic. They say, like, oh, we'll never go back to Zambia. You know, I'm here. I'm good. I'm done. You know, <laughs> that's a patriotic tone. Then there are people who are going to say, lungu, lungu, that's okay. You know, that's patriotic uh, criticism. He, he took the job, so he has to take the job, you know. So those are two things that people mistake. Even in America here, you know, when you say Trump, Trump, the people say, you're not patriotic, that's the president. You know, he's going to go out. He, another person will come. America will be America. Let him not mess up with the principles of America. You know, uh, did you, Roger, did you watch uh, the guy who killed people in New Zealand yesterday? How he I've, seen, Trump? I, I've seen it on the news and on Twitter. I don't yeah, watch that so, much news. So, yeah. this is the thing. This is how important it is. Somebody can mess up, you know, the name of America. America will never be messed up, you know, because of what it stands for. So the bad, the bad leaders will be there. They'll pass, and the good leaders will come, and then, you know, they'll carry on uh, to, to realize the vision. That's how I understand about patriotism and mm. criticism. I need more input here. I need more input here. Well put. Um, <laughs> okay. Let, let, let me bring. Are you just coding now or, or you read my question? No, I, I didn't hear the question. I just called in just now. Okay, okay. I'll, 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 leave, you, I'll leave you alone. Our, our president was in the parliament, and he is calling on the uh, Zambians to be patriotic. And uh, So I'm, I'm quite suspicious. Uh, uh, this patriotism, uh, are they saying each time we criticize the government, we are being unpatriotic? Uh, if you saw someone... Uh, on, uh, on on Facebook was saying the people in diaspora uh, we are bitter uh, for some reason uh, we are bitter because uh, we are saying uh, each time each time <laughs> each time we criticize our government they think we are criticizing the country uh, so I, I was saying I, I was thinking uh, how, how can we uh, be um, criticize our government and at the same time continue to be patriotic to I wanted to throw in something, Nathan, if, if, if that's okay. No problem. Go ahead. Uh, to me, being patrio- patriotic is the love for your country, the way I love my country. I'm being pa- patriotic about the things that go around in, in my country. And if I say, if I talk about things that go on in my country and they're negative, it doesn't mean that I'm not being patriotic. I love Zambia. I love our tourism. I love our people. I love the fact that we have we, we have we, we have nine tribes that still uh, stick together. I love our natural resources, so I do love my country. So I am patriotic about uh, about my country. But now, am I being patriotic to the political affiliation of association in, in Zambia? Because people think because. I am affiliated to, 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 to this p- p- political party. I support this political party. Then I'm p- patriotic to my country. No. The love of my country makes me patriotic to my country, not the love of my party. So I love Zambia. So I'm patriotic to Zambia. I might not love something else, 
but it doesn't mean that I don't love my country. I'm patriotic to my loving my country. So when the person says people in diaspora are bitter, we are not bitter. We're just showing how patriotic we are because we love our country. That's my answer. That's what I think. Hey, Roger. Yeah, go ahead, Tipton. How does dual citizenship play in all that? Uh, say that again. How does dual citizenship play into that? When you have a citizenship outside of your country, so if the country that you have citizenship, say Canada, go to war with Zambia, what happens? <laughs> they shouldn't. They just shouldn't. Oh, well, you can't say what they're going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how does that play? That's one of the reasons why the well, United States don't recognize That is uh, one of the things when we look at uh, our scramble for Africa. There is, at one point, someone is saying people might start fighting to gain ground in, to gain whatever they want in, in Africa. So if I'm in Canada and Canada goes to war with, with Africa, yes, where is going to be my allegiance? It, 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 it is a genuine question. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, but if I, you're right, if I'm in the, I'm a United States citizen. If I have Zambian citizenship, if I'm doing business in Zambia and you have a problem, I go to the U.S. Embassy and that Marine Task Force there is going to protect me to the point of even killing if they necessarily have to. <laughs> you know, many Marines are in Lusaka. You know how I many Marines are in Lusaka and you're in Sorezi? <laughs> you're going to be protected. <laughs> well, that's because there ain't no many American businesses there. But I just use that as an example. But the uh, you point, got Africa. The big point is, um, mm-hmm. the big point, Pianki, is that, um, you know, there are things that are um, very complicated with uh, human life. Imagine if you're married to a woman from Iraq, you know, and Iraq is at war with. Uh, with America, so there are so many people who, who, who are married in inter international, you know. So you can't say, "What are you gonna do if your wife is uh is is from Iran and 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 you're American and, and Iran and America is at war? Are you gonna divorce well, that's, her?" Uh, yeah, that's different because you know when the United States was in war with Japan. They gathered up all the Japanese in this country, even though they was married. I'm sorry, born in yeah. this country. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but you, know, you know that was wrong, and it has left a very, very big historic dent on America, on how America treated the Japanese, and the people well, are married to Japanese people. You know that. You know that historic. Well, I don't blame it on, on America. I ain't gonna say it's wrong, but you know, also in the 1930s, they was wrong. It. Was wrong. They expelled the Mexicans out of the country too. Uh, I forget what the occurrence were, but even though they was born in the country, so countries do those things. Kevin, when the president says be patriotic, what 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 is he trying to say? Because again, I'm very suspicious. But it's only me. I get as well that he is not my cup of tea. 
what is he trying to tell us? What 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 is this uh-huh. trying to tell us? So, so, so to understand what he's uh, trying to tell us, uh, you have to look at it from uh, the context that uh, Ntimpa provides it. Um, every president, every politician has called on a Zambian to be patriotic, right? What have they meant? They've just meant one thing: <laughs> do not, uh, do not condemn or, or criticize your government. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I think to go further, uh, what he could have meant was. Um, Let's have a constructive uh, dialogue. Um, let's not discredit our country you know, to, to, to outsiders. Let's not go to Botswana and say Zambia is uh, you know, uh, uh, under dictatorship. Let's not go to the UK and say Zambia is uh, under dictatorship when, when you know first and foremost that, uh, yes, uh, the country is not being run by, um, uh, by perfect human beings. Right? Uh, if there are certain things that can be discussed internally, it's better you engage yourselves and discuss those things, uh, those things internally. Uh, in, in the Zambian context, uh, obviously, I mean, doing, uh, doing such things is, uh, is unpatriotic, you see. And I think that's his uh, clarion call to say, let's be, let's be patriotic, meaning that, uh, uh, one, don't uh, criticize us. Uh, don't go out there and discredit uh, your country. But so, so about that point are are closed, what are we going to do? What, what, if wait, you wait, say, wait. oh, you see, if you, you are see. in the... Uh, yes. Right. But uh, the, point, the point I want to make is that politicians need to check themselves in the mirror and uh, understand that, one, they are not perfect. They have not become perfect uh, simply because uh, they are running office. No, 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 no. They are not perfect, and uh, even the policies that come up are not perfect. They don't address the real need, right? So they must be open to constructive criticism, right? Um, the, the other thing we forget is that uh, simply because somebody becomes uh, an MP or a minister that uh, they cease to have these personal emotions, we are wrong as a, as a people. I can constructively criticize you know what I'm saying? Based on policy, you guys, this policy is not good. It's not addressing the real needs of the people, right? But I cannot go further and start insulting that person on a personal level. You guys have heard the MPs slapping each other at Parliament. You've heard audios of Shimbakam with Anamos Chanda insulting each other. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So we can go beyond certain things. If you want to criticize a, a, a minister, criticize the policies, not his uh, jacket, not his suit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's what we need to do. And I think going beyond such is, uh, is, is uh, you know, a recipe for being unpatriotic, quite frankly. But we can criticize them, and they should know. We're criticizing the policies. Uh, we can't insult them directly. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, again, you, you mentioned something which you also talked about. Uh, it says the government expects... Uh, uh, us to be engaged in, in dialogue and constructive uh, criticism. But again, here is a man, uh, the church organizes something, let's say, meet together and, and discuss. Let's meet and talk. He finds every single reason not to, not to be part of the, for the dialogue. This is where we are finding uh, this kind of, uh, let's be patriotic, coming from a leader, uh, a, a little bit, uh, I don't know, uh, misguided, I don't know if it is a, that is a, uh, the, the, the right way, but like you said, uh, Kelvin, uh, politicians are, 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 are humans. But at least, yeah. in my view, try as much as possible. 
try, whatever you are saying to the people, try. Because I don't see any patriotism. The, the leaders themselves, the, and we are going to talk about this, a, a very serious discussion, what Africa uh, needs to do. African leaders are being called to be patriotic. You don't go and buy a plane for 75 million uh, plus uh, interest. You can't pay your professors. And then you say, you tell your other friends, be patriotic. It doesn't work that way. You are, the yeah, leader. You are not being patriotic in the first place. Well, don't get me started. No, yeah, no, 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 you can start. Uh, no, you can start. We want you. We want you started. I, 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 we, we I want, want you started. I, I want to. I want to disagree with Kelvin by saying you, as a Zambian, should not go Zambia. No, no, no. Maybe not. What? What? Not, not disagree with what Kelvin, but the analogy that that, that he gave to say people will go to the UK and criticize the government and people who go to Botswana and criticize the government. What is the difference between criticizing the government abroad and criticizing the, the, the government when you are in Zambia? What is wrong uh, is wrong. It doesn't matter where you criticize the government. If something is wrong, it's wrong. You can criticize it in uh, Jakarta, you can criticize it in Livingstone or in Botswana. But if it is a point that something is wrong, it should not matter where you criticize it, it, you might uh, as well tell us in that. You might as well tell us in diaspora to be quiet because we are criticizing our country <laughs> from abroad. Okay. Last Saturday, last Saturday, my heart was elated to be supported and agreed uh, with by my brother Noam Sokotwane. Today is a different day. I'm, I'm a sad <laughs> man. Got it. Uh, but but having having said that, no 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 uh-huh. no, uh, no, yeah. no no. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, so basically, here's, here's, here's my simple analogy, right? You have uh, issues in the home with, with your wife. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You're, easy, uh-huh. you're better off pointing fingers at each other in the house than going outside the boundaries of the home and uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, sharing that with me or, or Pianki, Dr. Wilson. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Because the yeah. perception we'll get, the perception we're going to get of your household will be negative, and you won't be able to stop that fire. So that's basically what I'm uh, what I'm talking about. We can we can even even within our nation, right? Like I said, criticism should be at uh, at uh, one level. Criticize the policies. Do not criticize the the, the personalities. You know what I'm saying? Because you know it for sure that uh, you've you've listened to uh, uh, Mr. Kambuli's uh, videos, for instance, right? He's insulting the president on a personal level. We don't need that. You know what I'm saying? We don't need that. What we need is him criticizing uh, the presidency, right? Criticizing the PF government based on policy. Because once you start insulting me, look, we always say, I have uh, children, I have uh, nieces, nephews, I have relatives. You're insulting me, my manhood and everything. What's that got to do? With uh, with uh, the policies that we are enacting for the country, so so, so there should be boundaries. We we have always cried for our politicians to address issues, right? You guys have said no. We ha- we need issue based campaigns. What do you mean issue based campaigns? So these are the things. 
if uh, I stand on a podium and, and I start insulting Roger on a personal level, what message am I sending to the people? What uh, 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 um, uh, policy or plans am I uh, telling the people? What am I going to do for them? You see that? So that's my point about it. Keep your infighting in the home. Don't take it out to the neighbors. Thank but you. if my wife if, if my wife is not listening, I'm gonna go to Vashibukombe. <laughs> Vashibukombe, isn't that where we go? If, my, if I'm talking to my wife and my wife is not listening over and over, then Maybe he lives in Zimbabwe. Maybe he lives in Botswana. Or maybe he lives. Yeah, but Vashibukombe is not in. Is not in a public. Yeah. Is not in a public domain where you hold a conference in the UK mm-hmm. and start bashing that, your that analogy that Kelvin is giving, uh, keep your, your staff domestic here, uh, only goes so far, in, in, my, in my view. If me, as a father in the house, I'm able <laughs> to go look for a job, get paid, and feed my family. But if every day I'm crossing over to Mr. Nkamada, Everard Nkamada house, to Kelvin, to come to my aid, to help me. Guess what? Others may have interest in what is happening in my house. And this is what is happening uh, in, 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 in Africa. As, as, as we get all these laws, we get all this. Yes, America is interested in our democracy, so-called democracy. How we are spending that money. They want to know. And hence, they want to hear. I don't mean to, to cut you short, Roger. I, I'm going to use your words again. That, that is the notion that is the notion I do not uh, like, I do not subscribe to, right? What issues are going on in the US today that any African country has gotten up and said, No, you can't do A B C D Right? Why should it be the other way around? Why should they always come to us and tell us, oh, democracy is such, you're not being democratic here, you're not doing A, B, C, D. Why should it be them to come and tell us? The environment the is different. They are giving us the bread. They are giving us the the, 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 the it, it should, That is where it the problem is. It should not matter. And it should the, not the matter. The only reason Georgia, they do that is we have the resources point. they need. To you know, uh, point is we have allowed it. We have allowed yes, it. That's the, yes. We have allowed it. We ha- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you are giving me the bread and whatever. There has to be some sense of self-respect, self-honor. Now, even if I don't have, I need to have some sense of self-respect and self-honor. This is what I always have always believed. If you say you're going to embrace American democracy, embrace it to the fullest or just don't have anything to do with it. Because American democracy tells you there has to be free press. People can go, the media can say, well, I would say this loosely, they can say whatever they want and get away with it. There are a lot of theories going on in American media which are absolutely, even a, a fifth grader will tell you that doesn't make sense. But people buy into it because of free, whatever, freedom of expression and stuff like that. We allow it. And, of course, the one who has the God calls the shots. So, well, can I say something on that, Nathan? Uh-huh. A public school in St. Louis that don't – see, public schools don't receive federal funds whatsoever unless – 
the school district subscribe to one of the entitlements. And when you subscribe to a federal entitlement, then they have say-so of what goes on in that school district. Mm. So if America is giving money to foreign countries, they're going to say, you want the money, you're going to have to do this. The same way Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama was telling Liberia and other countries, if you want the carrot, you got to open up to homosexuality and abortion and all that stuff. So, yes, they do do that. You know, France and Britain does the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the, um, the difference is sovereignty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was going to say, back, back, back to Kevin's point. Now, if in your bedroom in Zambia you cannot <laughs> say what you need to criticize, because, one, the radio station, people are going to chase you from the radio station, or you're going to get arrested. No one on the radio is going to hear you. ZNBC is not going to hear you. There is no policy that you can say is wrong in your own country. What uh, would you do? And, and, you and those are the extremes, else, Noel. Noel, those are the extremes we are talking about. Yes. In Zambia, in Zambia, people are going on radio and they are talking. You know, Calabar talks every day. Kamwiri talks. He's not in jail. HH talks. GBM talks. They even in South Lungu. So, you know, we we have to be careful how we portray it. When you say that to Pianki, he's going to think there is no private radio station. There are 114 radio stations in Zambia right now, as we are talking right now. So, you see, those, that is where the line is between how patriotic you're going to be or what you're going to criticize. Larry, yes, we are not Larry, supposed Larry, to close, uh, all of, they are not close even one radio station. But we can say people can't talk in Zambia. People talk in Zambia. To go for a demonstration against uh, uh, the closure of uh, Prime TV, and they were denied. Uh, A lot of us have seen Laura Miti with friends uh, demonstrating against uh, the budget, uh, something, something at Parliament. They end up up being uh, in in court. they were acquitted, so, and then they acquitted. They, don't forget that they were they got acquitted. So the system is then. Why should they the police were wrong to arrest them. They corrected it. They, they, why should they even be uh, arrested? How many people will be willing to go through that process of going to to court? Roger, uh, this is really you are taking you are taking one point Roger, which we all condemn. Yes. Yes. You yes. Can, you're taking one little point, and then you, you you brush it as if that is the whole Zambia. There are people in Mons who are free in Zambia, and they have Mons radio, which which works, which people talk. They criticize government every the, day. The radio you know, in Zambia them, you speak against the government. There are some radios. They are being closed, my brother. I'm telling you. Roger, 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 sorry. Roger, that's unpatriotic. That's unpatriotic. Roger, let me me say this. When you ask us a question, please give us a chance to answer. If you start talking over us, you want to get the the, the teachings we we want to impart in you. Uh, You go, you you come out of this radio more intelligent than anybody. Listen to me. Uh, uh, we, we condemn no, those we things, right? Where we see, <laughs> we condemn those things. Right? We we condemn those things when we see blatant uh, stupidity happening. Yes, we do. But the other side, Roger, is Zambia is a nation of laws, right? 
and uh, the, the 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 issue with law is that it's subject to interpretation. The laws which only so apply to law, UPNB. Law, I, exactly, exactly <laughs> what I what I said this two seconds ago. You'll be a bad student, Roger. Listen, uh, uh, the law is subject to interpretation. So if at the time of uh, Laura Mitty being arrested, the police interpreted it as disorderly conduct, they arrested her under that law, right? She has recourse to the to the courts. <laughs> she goes to court, right, and the court acquits her. There's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong is during the arrest, they are battering her, they are beating up uh, people. That is going beyond the rights of uh, Zambians as, as citizens. You know what I'm saying? That is trampling on their rights. But if she's arrested based on a certain law, right, hey, like Timpa said, go to the, they are going to court and they are acquitted in court. But you guys should know that uh, from time immemorial, from unit, from MMB, oh, 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 uh, PM, oh, we, we have condemned the, the these actions. To, to walk. Is it to walk the talk? I don't know if that is the, mm -hmm. the, the right way. Uh, it's friends to the, the opposition when they ask for a permit to hold a meeting. Let them hold a, a meeting, talk to the to the. To we the agree people. with that. If well, he we agree with that. to be patriotic, we want that to happen. He, the leader, the father of the nation. Forget PF. We have seen PF in the street. They demonstrate any day, any time and, they want. And you are right, and it's wrong. Yes, it's wrong for them to do that. We call on the President Lungu. The patriotism starts with you, sir. Patriotism starts yeah. with you. When you start to treat your children fairly, we oh, if, fairness will see it. I don't need you, Santi, but to tell me how many radios that we are going to see that fairness when we see it. We will First see of all, Roger, let me correct you. Let me correct you. Citizens are not children to President Lung. He's no. their worker, he's their saver. And that's the thing that I want you, Zambians, to get out of our minds to say he's the father of the nation. No. He's not. He's the servant of the people. Yes, he's the servant of the people. Well, if that was true, he would not Apparently have spent not. 75 million buying a plane while, while the people have no medicine in, <laughs> in the hospital. If that was the case, Thank you. he would not have that, done that. You should that. condemn, you should condemn cabinet office. Let's have Patrick, we're talking about patriotism here. You've forgotten what our water cooler has to do. <laughs> yeah, what our water cooler has to do. Dr. Patrick, your your word here. Uh, help us smooth out the <laughs> the water cooler. <laughs> the water cooler is percolating very much. Oh. Well. It's boiling. <laughs> now, I just I just wanted to add to the um to the boiling water the separation of patriotism and politics and democracy. It's it's like you're you're cooking a a wonderful brew of gumbo and in the gumbo you have democracy, you have patriotism, you have liberalism you have conservatism. All of this is in the in the gumbo brew. In the 
the portion of the brew that smells the best, that has the best aroma to it, is the one that we cleave to. And as you know, when you're cooking uh, a, a wonderful gumbo, the aromas vary, and many of it comes to the top. So what we're talking about now is we're talking about patriotism and democracy. If we're looking at it as a defined term, it's very difficult to define, and that's why we have such heated arguments. I look at it in terms of it's the concept. We're living in the United States under democracy, but we can't really call it democracy because we can find many exceptions. We're under the democratic concept. That's what we're living under, a concept. We're looking to get to that point. When we're talking about patriotism, are we talking about patriotism of family, of country, of region? We're talking about patriotism as a concept. We've not gotten to that point. And when we get to that point, then we will have true definitions. But we're we're talking about concepts. America, the United States, is a concept. That's why we're having such difficult difficulty in Republicans and Democrats and liberals because we're all striving in an environment of concepts. We haven't gotten there yet. We know what democracy is. We know what liberalism is. We know what conservatism is. But we haven't been able to grab it. We haven't been able to grab that ring. And that's that's the that's what we're all doing. We're striving to to make that concept a reality. We get very angry when we're talking about patriotism. Um, Bianchi mentioned about the the. <clears throat> The, the, the separation and the and the difficulties of what's happening with respect to cutting people away and uh, exiling them. But we had a major concept or conflict in the United States, and it's called the Civil War, where we had the South and the and the North fighting against each other to reach a concept. Each each region had a concept, and depending on who is victorious, that concept is the one that's taken upon itself. So, just look at it as as a sense of. Um, also, um, Pianchi mentioned uh, maybe it was Pianchi, but someone mentioned dual citizenship. That's yeah, a, uh, okay, Pianchi. That's that's another way of. Um, Dividing people when we're talking about dual citizenship and the Civil War, that's a dual citizenship concept. And passports is a dual citizenship. Uh, it's a concept. Most of the time, when you, it's not patriotism; it's allegiance. And most of the time, when you're put to the, put when your feet are put to the coals, to the fires. The question comes up is whether or not you're patriotic or you have allegiance to whichever area that you're coming from. 
But it's the concept again. It's not really the true meaning, the true definition of it. And we just have to be very careful in not allowing it to divide us mentally and physically and spiritually. Uh, words have a way of dividing us. Uh, we we have to look beyond those and not allow it to divide us, but use it as a way to unify us even closer. Okay, uh, in the background, one of the, the lines, uh, we have quite some, uh, I don't know if it's papers moving, so I've tried to close all the phones, uh, which one, uh, I couldn't get any. And uh, as always, my brother and is telling me that I'm picking on him. No, I tried every line. Uh, so please, uh, you, you know uh, the phone line, which has uh, a little bit of scratching here and there. You know, you sound scratchy this morning, too. What's, you got a new phone? Yeah, it's you. Actually, it's you, Roger. <laughs> oh, you I see. You're muffled. You're not clear like before. You're not crispy. Oh, that's strange. That's mm. very strange. And I don't even know what to do because this is the, the best line I use. This is the best line. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I apologize. Um, but you know, I, I hope it's got uh, it coming from from uh, from me. Uh, but again, uh, as we conclude on on, on this uh, patriotism, I see most leaders when uh, they, they they use it, uh, they use it as a defense. In my view, uh, they use it as a way to shut down uh, those who want to to criticize them um, or be patriotic. Uh, no, we are not going to be patriotic in that sense. We 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 are going to criticize, uh, in, in, my, in my view. Until that day when you can lead a nation, uh, uh, yes, politics, we all understand what politics can uh, you know, uh, uh, the way politics uh, strive. But what we do not want is you win at all costs, even when it means dividing the country. Uh, that is mm. unacceptable. That is unpatriotic, and there is no way Roger Macron is going to support you. No way. No way. Mm. No way. Well, you know, uh, in a democracy, 51% control the 49%, so you're always going to have that division. But what I was going to say is this, that the ultimate authority in any country, even the United States, is the military. It's that Pentagon that will, at some point, if needed, will step in, and the politician will just move aside. You see that going on in African country, which you call the uh, coup d'etat. So that's where the ultimate authority lies in countries that I've studied. But I, it does lie in the United States. You just have never seen it. And look at Mexico. In Mexico, in their constitution, in the Mexican constitution, the president had he wants without due process. If you demonstrate in Mexico on the street as a group, you cannot fly a foreign flag. You can't be waving an American flag. You can't be waving a Zambian flag. You only have the Mexican flag. So that's the way countries are. Mm. All I wanted to say, Roger, is that at the end of the day, um, I think one thing is another person should not or cannot tell another person that you're not patriotic irrespective of how no. you feel about their views. No. No. 
Uh, but there is, there is unpatriotism though. <clears throat> it exists and uh, like in America here there is a unwritten rule that once the president is outside people should tone down on the criticism of the president. Whenever the United States president is is uh, in a foreign country, the media, you know, all the politicians, they tone down. They want him to give a good picture. Uh, oh, 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 and, the and, uh, inside the uh, uh, I, I agree with you. One, I, I don't even know what that means. Uh, uh, they call it uh, politics ends at the is it the water shore, the whatever. Yes. What yes. is happening right now, as far as Republicans are concerned, how the Senate has given up power to 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 someone? Um, it's a shame. They've given up all the authority they have. That really has mm-hmm. uh, has made us a lot of us questioning where is your allegiance? Is this a Republican Party or no? Can they let a president take away their power this way, the way Donald Trump has? You know, mm-hmm. that is a perfect. Mr. can tell us something. Yeah. Oh, Roger, yeah. Can I just can I can I just say something to to Pianchi and 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 and, and Dr. Patrick? Yes, I, go ahead. I, I, just, I, I don't know if we have, if anybody feels uh, the same way I feel. But I've been in this country a while, and I learn something new every day. I want to learn something new every day, especially about this country. So I appreciate you guys with the lessons that you, that you give us every Saturday to learn more about yes. the place that, I, that, that has become our home. It's not, you know, they say no man is an island, and when we go to another country, we try to learn things to, to integrate our cultures into their culture, and we don't know everything, and we would like to know most of the things. But I just want to thank you two guys for the little lessons that you teach us every Saturday. Even You might not know it's lessons, but for us it's lessons. We take these lessons to other people who might not, might not know them. So I just want to say thanks to you guys for, you know, for teaching us, you're not only learning from us. We're also learning. We're also learning from you. So we might not say it enough, but I just wanted to take this minute to say to say thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Those are budgetary words right there. Yeah, that's very much appreciated, and thank you very much. And Pianki and I, and I can speak for Pianki. Pianki and I learn from each other as well. So um, that's what family is all about, sitting down at the table and exchanging opinions and learning from each other. So, again, thank you for your comments. You're welcome. Welcome. Very, very quickly before we start our discussion, uh, again, sometimes I, I, my mind is just all messed up. Uh, I think probably too, too much. Uh, the, the vote for Brexit, is it Brexit they call it? Brexit has been failing. Uh, it seems the, the British uh, have a hard time uh, uh, leaving, leaving Europe. I don't know, maybe Dr. Patrick, what has been your analysis on, uh, on, on, on this uh, issue? Uh, that, that, that vote, uh, or whoever here, that vote also was on uh, was nationalistic. We, we, we want to be uh, Great Britain. We want to be alone. 
but here they are, Dr. Patrick. They have failed to move away from Europe. From Europe, they can't move out from Europe. They cannot move from the global village which they create. They were part of. What what has been your 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 sense there as far as the Brexit is concerned? Yeah, that's 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 what we call one hot mess. And it's unfortunate. Um, the the move towards Brexit was a move to separate and divorce one's country from the the direction in which all of Europe was moving into. Uh, it's a it's a call for um, solitary independence and a denial of the direction in which Europe is moving towards, and that's um, a more inclusive Europe. Uh, So when Brexit came about, it was to separate and divorce itself from the direction Europe was going without thought. Now, remember, Brexit is not a a 80-70% vote. It was it barely passed. So yes. the population in, in um Great Britain in England is not a hundred percent. Yeah, it's not hundred percent for Brexit. And therein lies the conflict, the t- continued conflict. So I don't know where it's going to go and I'm yeah. not sure if it's going to, Brexit will be the same as it was conceived. It's going to yeah. be a, a it's going to be a, a, a amalgamation of move the UK back to close to where it was in the beginning, but not exclusively um, part of the EU. It's going to have maybe 10% um, independence, whereas before it was 100% in the uh, EU. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Uh-huh. Kelvin, Kelvin, right. on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the same question here, thank you, Dr. Patrick. <laughs> See, I like that. Uh, on, on, on the same, these movements we are seeing across the globe, nationalistic movements, do they have, uh, I mean, even what happened in New Zealand, I think it's part of the same movement uh, where uh, the, uh, the, the white race feel uh, threatened and therefore they have to to do something to preserve uh, the, the whiteness. Does these movements, the Trump movements, do they have legs? Roger, I tried to be a little more diplomatic, but you, you put it, you hit the nail on the head. R- Roger. Roger, uh, from time immemorial, from time immemorial, uh, the white race has uh, practiced uh, self-preservation, and and to do that, uh, you have to have your inner circle, and in this case, you know, um, uh, you know, your white friends around you. <clears throat> but the, the point I wanted to make is, this is the result of uh, trying to make emotional decisions or decisions based on non-appreciation of the other race or races. You see that um, Britain cannot stand alone in that uh, you know geospace, 
<laughs> they cannot stand alone. No nation today can stand alone. No nation today can pick uh, four or five nations to like trade that. with, to deal with, mm. you see that? Uh, mm. to trade with, to deal with. It can never happen. The biggest yes. issue uh, with Brexit was that uh, Europeans are coming into Britain and taking away our jobs, purely. But you see, sit down and ask yourselves, what skill sets do we have within Britain? What's our gap? What's our shortfall? Where can we get this shortfall? That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, America today, no, no matter how much Trump can talk about, uh, you know, Mexicans coming into the country, there are people that run this economy that know the value of these Mexicans coming. They take up low-paying farm jobs. You see that? If we don't allow these people to come in, uh, the farming will be impacted. The economy will be impacted. I've said before on this show that uh, it happened uh, uh, in the George Bush era, right? What happened in, uh, in Atlanta, in, uh, in Georgia, uh, for instance, uh, peach, peaches were rotting on the farms. And guess what happened to the price? It skyrocketed. People started complaining, right? So some of these decisions must not be made on the basis of emotions. People need to start making decisions based on what value is that other race bringing? To my race, you see this. Yeah, this issue of uh, of uh, MAGA, you know, you know, trying to separate uh, other people, trying to preach that, uh, you know, they're they're drug lords, they're criminals, they're rapists, and things like that. That should cease. You know what I'm saying? What you need to do is look at this group of people and say, okay, great. What value can these people add to the American economy, to to American society, uh, to the American culture? You know what I'm saying? Once we, we as a human race start making decisions, uh, informed and rational decisions, we won't hear of things like Brexit. Where are you exiting to? And for what reason? You see? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, well put, because um, uh, this problem is across the globe. Go to Zambia, we, uh, we are fighting the Chinese. We say these people are coming, they're taking our, our resources. We only want our own, our own people here. So it's not the, the only the, 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 the Trump. It's not only the, the British. But again, from, from the example we are seeing from England, uh, apparently we need each other, Kelvin. We need each other, whether we like it or not. Whether we realize it or not, we need each other. From the example you gave. We just people to pick up the food. We do need each other. Right. Yes. Right. I love it. I, I okay. uh, <laughs> oh, Let's not forget that as much as we are talking about needing each other, wanting to be there for each other, is because we've been taught to need each other. We've been taught to want to be with each other. It's been taught, we've been taught to want to love one another. Let's not forget that there's another spectrum here. There's a group of people who haven't been taught the same thing we have. There's a group of people who have been taught the exact opposite of what we have, of what we're talking about here. There's people who have been taught those people are different from us. Let's not hang out with them. Those people are different from us. Let's not do what they are doing. So as much as we would sit here and love for everyone or people who do not want us to sit down together and, and, and sing Kumbaya, 
Especially yeah, but, but, if you uh, have uh, from the Brexit um, uh, vote, uh, from the Brexit experience, those who thought uh, with uh, Britain, now they are finding out that, oh, or with, with Europe, now they are finding out that there is something you need from Europe, by the way. Even our friends here in Montana who think they have nothing to do with New York, they will be surprised to hear that their local bank there it is connected to the bank in New York. Uh-huh. They might not know it. Which is how it's supposed to be. But do you think somebody who, who might, you know, walk into my job and, and, and wear a hat that says, uh, make America great again has the same sentiment. There's always going to be somebody who doesn't have those sentiments. So that's what we have to try to work on or try to understand how or why other people think the way that I, they do different from us. Mm. I mean, this country, is, this country is, is a perfect example right now. There are people who have been feeling a certain way for a long time and probably didn't have a platform to say their sentiments and how they feel. But now the leader of the nation says what they feel, and now everybody feels like they have to say what, because now it was the same way. <laughs> two, years, two years ago, you had friends in the office who would never say certain things that today they do. They say, and I'm sure every one of us has noticed that. It only takes that one person on the top to say something, and everybody is like, that's what we wanted to say all these years, but we couldn't. But now we can. That's why you have, you, you have all these uh, nationalist crimes going up and up because people feel like now they can say what they've always wanted to say. Okay. Uh, well put. Uh, Brother Zebron, I don't know. You've just uh, joined me. Uh, I, I, you, yeah, you, you, show me, uh, you may have a comment, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'll try you. I'll try you. Good morning, Brother Zebron. Do you know, do you, yes. have you been following the discussion or you've just come? I've I've been following the discussion since nine something. <laughs> oh okay, I'm, I apologize. I apologize, yeah. my brother. Please go ahead. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought you were no, just one of those big ones who call me and the the press one. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you you've got what is going on. Before we transition here, please uh, go ahead and then uh, we we do transition. Yes, yes. Uh, on the Brexit, I was, I was going to comment on Brother uh, Pianke and uh, Dr. Patrick, but uh, that's fast. But uh, on, on, on the Brexit, I think uh, the, the, the reason why Brexit failed is, is very simple. I think uh, Britain wanted it both ways. In short, <laughs> yes. the, the, bre- yes. <laughs> the, bre- the Brexit vote was, we don't need Europe. We're getting out of Europe. And uh, if we get out of Europe, they realize that they will need Europe. So their, their whole thing was like, okay, we don't need Europe, but we will need Europe when we get out. And Europe is saying, well, if you don't need us right now, then we may not even need you when you get out. So that, that's the, the whole thing right now. Because, um, yeah, because this thing started when, it, when Obama was there. And Obama was very clear to them. Like, if you guys leave Europe, just so you know. When it comes to trade with America, you're going to go back on the back of the line just like anybody else. You don't have any priorities. That's why even Trump was criticizing Obama. Oh, Obama hates Europe, blah, 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 blah. So, so right now, the whole thing is that uh, the referendum, as Dr. Patrick said, it's barely passed. Okay. Why the referendum passed is because if you look at England, which is more populated, are the ones that 
don't really favor Brexit because they think there are a lot, a lot of immigrants coming in. But, but, but they're forgetting that the United Kingdom comprises of England itself, you have Scotland, you have Ireland, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> and then all these, most of these places like Scotland, Scotland and Ireland are not as populated as England is. And these people need people to go there and work and do other jobs. And that's where uh, Scotland even had the vote to speak from the United Kingdom because they thought this Brexit is going to hurt them economically more than any other uh, country in the, in the United Kingdom. So, so uh, Europe is not just telling them, it's giving them a simple message like, okay, if you guys leave Europe, we are done with you. When it comes to trade, it's going to be brand new. We're going to erase everything like you guys don't exist. And when it comes to trade and everything, we're going to just start brand new, like we're doing trade with Venezuela or Puerto Rico or just anything else. I mean, for them, that's the fear because they're looking at their numbers and everything. Like once they leave uh, Europe, when it comes to trade and everything, their taxes are going to go high. They're, they're going to receive all those incentives for being Europe and everything. They're going to just be treated like any other country. That's why they are struggling with this. That's why the referendum passed, but it went into the vote into Parliament, House of Commons, there it failed miserably because the people there understand that once this thing passes, it's going to be bad for, 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 for Great Britain. I think even the people that were the people that were going for it, okay, the, the people that started it, like that John whatever, uh, whatever, they're now calling for the second referendum, hoping that the second referendum would fail, people would vote the Brexit out because even other people are saying let's have a second referendum because apparently we think like the first referendum was a mistake. We didn't really understand what Brexit really means. So it's more like people want it both ways. Like, okay, we want to, I want to get out of the house, ma'am, since I'm 18, but you still are going to be paying my bills. Okay. It's like, okay, once you get out of the house, you're responsible for everything before you leave this, just so you know. But it's like, oh, I'm 18 now. I'm going to get out of the house. I'm going to be staying on my own, but I still want you to be paying my bills and all my everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't work like that. So that, that, that's the whole thing. I think that this whole thing is failing. Okay, Thank well put, uh, well put, and uh, a good uh, uh, close there. Uh, the new struggle for, for Africa, uh, uh, this discussion uh, requires a, will require a little bit of, of, of thinking, and uh, as always, action, maybe not on our part, Maybe our our government. Uh, let, let, let me begin by uh, putting the case here by Ranting Pa, Brother Kelvin, everyone who is here. Um, starting from 2010, these are the summits which have been held 2010 up to 2014. Uh, and actually, if I had updated it, uh, just was it this year when uh, our African president went to line up in Beijing, Vancouver. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, in 2010, 25th Africa-France summit was held in Paris. Uh, please uh, mark the word there, uh, Paris. Uh, the second one was uh, the fifth forum on China and Africa cooperation held in Beijing, underline Beijing. Uh, the second, Africa, Turkey, of all the places, is Turkey or Turkey, whatever, Turkey summit held in Istanbul, underlying Istanbul. Uh, the fifth was uh, number four, fifth Tokyo International Conference for African uh, uh, develop, Development held in Japan, underlying Japan. Uh, number five, 
said Arab Afri- uh, Africa Summit held in Kuwait, underline Kuwait. And then number six, Fourth Africa EU Summit held in Brussels. And then we have the last one, number seven, First U.S. Africa Summit held in Washington under under Obama. Um, and according to this statement, uh, they are saying that the Africans are yet to ask the question, which most of you or us should be asking here. Why is everyone calling us to their home to talk about Africa? Why are the meetings not held in Africa? Why don't we start with that question? So next time when we hear uh, China is calling our president, Vantimpa, uh, who is connected, Vantimpa and Kelvin, who is connected to, to PF, should make a call. No, you call China to come to, we are going to have, this conference is going to be, the Africa conference is going to be in Addis or in Lusaka. So, why is everyone calling us Africans? <coughs> I don't know. Somebody help me. Why are they calling all these African meetings, and yet these meetings are not being held in Africa, they are held outside? That's the question they are asking here. The, 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 the main discussion we are going to talk about is the new scramble for Africa. Why is everyone interested? Please, don't go the mineral resources out reach below. It's deeper than that. Trust me. One component that we completely overlook and probably don't even dwell on or, or consider seriously is that whichever country or city is hosting any international summit, uh, we forget to tabulate the amount of dollar revenue yep. will be pumped into that place. That's a very important point for us to look at. I don't know whether they do it because of that or they look at it from that point of view, but I've observed, like, for example, we are now in March, and here in the U.S. we have what we call March Madness about these uh, college basketball teams and all that. You will notice that the city that is going to host the final game or wherever something is going to take place, that city gains in terms of revenue, in, terms, in, in many aspects of spending the people that are going to visit that city. That's one component, Roger, that we should look at. There, the second point is very simple. I, I know you said you don't want us to go this route. It's just a very simple answer. Beggars, beggars are not choosers. Okay. I am the leader of, of my union at work. And every three mm-hmm. years we, we do a contract chain, you know, we, we, we do a contract between the workers and the workers, which is the union and management. One of the tools that we have been told is that when you are having those negotiations, do not do it in your workplace. Find a neutral place mm. that you can do it. Because when we do it in the office, management has the upper hand because they are in their domain. They seem to control mm. everything. There you go. So go to a restaurant. 
or go somewhere where it is neutral. That way mm. negotiations can happen. So they is, so our African countries are going to these countries because right there and then we are behind and they are in front. They got the pieces in front of us and we are playing their game. It's not a fair game from the beginning. If you're not in a neutral place, it's not a fair game. So they've already taken advantage of us by having us go away from our homes, from our domains, from our comfort zone. We are in their zone, so they control the, the, uh, the game. That's why they, that's part of the reason why they do it. That's 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 revealing. That's deep uh, in my um, Next time we mm-hmm. see these guys going to line up uh, to some country, please bear that in mind. Uh, we, we we are giving up a lot just by traveling. May I travel? I've mentioned it's seven meetings African concerning Africa. Now let us uh, look at the the interest uh, which this paper is talking about. Why uh, these people are so interested in Africa? Most of us we we only know about our um, mineral uh, resource. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know if I'm mixed up here, but uh, Turkey, uh, for instance, has opened 26 in the last five years. 26 embassies in Africa. 26. Mm. Yeah. 26 embassies. Um, they are looking at they are looking at our mineral resource, number one. They are looking at our, our I don't know if they are, they are interested in our people, but we are going to be to beat China very soon as a continent. We are going to have more people. Like I said, is, uh, Africa has the most fresh water in the world. Now imagine what is happening in China today and 50 years from today. Those people are not going to have water. They are not going to have land to cultivate land to feed their people. So they are coming to, they are holding all these big meetings. Has to worry a lot of us. I don't know if I'm calling you to be, to, to, to be nationalistic, but according to this paper, they are saying we Africans need to be smart. We can benefit from this move of these people coming. Yes, we've lost in the past. They got our people, uh, the Arabs, in terms of uh, slavery. Uh, they came, they divided our country. We were all one block, one nation. They, 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 they divided us. But now they are coming out in a nice way. But are we looking forward as Africa? How prepared are we to benefit from this move? I don't know from uh, those uh, statements, again, uh, some of the things that people are talking about in the world uh, is um, uh, uh, the water power. Africa has the most, uh, the, the, the most fresh water in the world. Uh, it's the most habitable. We don't have stuff like earthquakes, God forbid. We don't have uh, uh, stuff like that. Uh, but the thing they are talking about, Nathan, here is that 20 
also was my worrying thing when we see the, the, the new scramble for Africa, for instance. Why is China providing arms to uh, military equipment to African countries? Uh, I, I, I don't know. S someone say something about that. They may want our minerals, but again, they are sending a lot of weapons to Africa. Chinese, the Turkish are sending. The Russians are bringing arms, Roger. fresh arms. Ro Go ahead. Roger. So, so the answer to your question, the answer to your question is this: uh, Let's look at the Chinese uh, uh, situation, right? Uh, China is pumping in billions, right? And they they are pumping in billions of dollars into uh, a continent perceived to be unstable. A war can start any time, right? So those arms uh, they are shipping, one is to protect their interests in case such a thing happened. Two is to create uh, instability. Uh, it's in situations yes. of instability that other countries see, yes, yes creating stability and uh, see the opportunity to make even more money. You see, that, that's why we as uh, African countries must be very careful with this money we are borrowing. We must be very, very careful, right? Uh, we can't, we're basically on the verge of selling our sovereignty. That's what it is. Right, because that begging ball will never be full. It will never be full because you get a, a $300 million loan. You use it on stupidity. Guess what? The next day, you have to go back to these same people, and they are willing to give and give and give until they can squeeze everything out of you. You see? So that's, that's the notion here. Um, uh, Russia is uh, making bases uh, in Africa. Why? These guys are setting themselves up to take control of resources in Africa. And there's nothing you guys are going to do. Why? Because uh, everything would have been, uh, you know, uh, uh, in debt, essentially. You see, if uh, China today says, uh, Zambia, you owe us uh, 4.8 billion pairs right now. You know what I'm saying? Where is Zambia going to get uh, such money? Nowhere. If you don't pay us, then, uh, you know, uh, we're setting up uh, a Chinese military base in your country. Guess what Zambia will do? Ah, we have enough land in, uh, in Western province. Let's give them. You know what I'm saying? So we, we have to be very, very careful with these, uh, with these countries. Like I said uh, in the beginning, um, you know, um, these races have been uh, uh, on a self-preservation role since time in, in, in memorial. There's an article I read from uh, this gentleman describing Africans and uh, describing his race. He said, while we are thinking practically, Africans are thinking theoretically. <laughs> he didn't mean it as an insult, but you sit and think about it, right? Uh, just you guys here on I radio, like how many times have we met? How many times have we met on radio? What action has come out of what we talk about? We all just talk and talk and talk. As soon as I hang up, I'm, I'm opening a bottle of whiskey. I'm drinking my, my day away, period. But what has happened today, don't get me wrong, the discussions we have are deep. But who acts on them? Why are we theoretical? And when a white man comes and says, you're too theoretical, we, we feel hurt? No. We need to be more practical, right? I I
320 embassies were opened in Africa. 320 embassies were opened uh, between 2010 and 2016. Three, uh, 320 embassies were opened in uh, Africa. The biggest embassy building boom anywhere in the world ever. Mm. The question is, what is happening there? What is going on there? That's a deep we, we want. You know, what are these people thinking? That's like he came to saying, what are these people thinking? Is this just the news? <laughs> you know, because we might be there, oh, hey, 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 these people are coming. They love Africa. Hey, listen to this. America has one of the biggest the embassies in, the world, in, in Africa. In Zambia. The Zambia one is massive, huge. Built under George Bush. And up to now, the yeah. people who live around that area, they don't know where the, the, soil, the soil was going because they say it's quite deep uh, down there. They don't know where the soil is. <laughs> I don't want people to visit me at night. No, I, 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 know, I, I know a little bit about that embassy in Zambia because we, the uh, American embassy actually for a while was a tenant of, of, of ours for six, seven years. And then one day they just picked up and said, we're going to a compound. They built a compound in Zambia. They are not renting anymore. Where they used to rent a house here, mm. around there. The, no, they built their own compound. They used to rent from us for nine, maybe close to nine years. So you are right. Everybody is seeing something there. It's like, it's like being in a bottle. Maybe you have a few fish in the bottle. You are the fish you don't see outside, really. You're in the ocean. You don't see outside. But the outside can see inside. So the outside world is seeing the potential, the capabilities of what is going on in Africa. Unfortunately, we don't. <laughs> and and, and we are coming to, to that. Yes. Let, let, let's now uh, come one, 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 by, one by one. Let's attack this question one, 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 one by one. So, what is uh, everyone else seeing in Africa as far as land is concerned? Let's just talk about land. As far as land is concerned, what is everyone else seeing in Africa, probably which we are not seeing? What are they saying? Who wants to go? Benedetto, you want to to take a try here. As far as land is concerned, what are they looking at? You know that uh, Africa has a, has a lot of minerals. And, and that's one thing, of course, that's attracting a lot of people. No, we're talking about minerals. Africa. We're talking about land. Land, you said, you said, you said, land, our arable land. land. Oh, yeah, okay. On, on the other hand, again, on, on the land side, you know, Africa has one of the best lands in the world, you know, in terms, in terms of, like, uh, agriculture. Um, um, of course, uh, these countries are getting overpopulated, as you said, uh, about uh, uh, China, of course. China has, like, what, going now into almost 1.5 billion people. So they're kind of like they kind of Africa. Okay, so you know, um, India, of course, is also overpopulated. So they look at Africa. They have this nice piece of land, uh, uh, good good weather, 
good climate. I like that. And then they're moving there. You know, they're moving there. They can settle down. They can build everything. And that's why I, I, I keep telling my friends. I personally, I'm almost uh, telling my friends. Like, guys, the land, especially in Osaka, is getting more and more expensive. And I've been telling people, let's buy land. And the fact that the Chinese are flocking into Lusaka uh, in, in, and the surrounding areas buying all this land for much higher prices than, than, than we can afford, it's kind of like disadvantaging the, the, the people actually that live there. So uh, land just in Africa in general is getting more expensive. There's a time I was talking to one of my Kenyan friends. A guy from Kenya asked me, hey, do you guys have land in Zambia? I want to buy because land in Kenya is just super expensive. So uh, I com- we compared the prices and I realized that land in Kenya is actually three to four times more expensive than it is in Zambia. And land, land in Zambia is actually getting more and more expensive every day as we speak. So, you know, land generally is just getting more and more expensive. And then, and then in Zambia, the people that are, you know, outside Africa, when they look at the weather, the climate in Zambia, and they compare the prices of that land, the cost of that land compared to where they're coming from, they say, well, this is, uh, this, this is good. We, we, we can go there. We can ship everything and come out there. But on the other hand, I just wanted to point out this. Um, um, and unlike most of African countries, that have seen very little use of African land. Rwanda, on the other side, has taken advantage of all these mineral mining and the people coming in to build their own economy. And Rwanda right now is like almost like on top five, probably the, the most booming economy in Africa. They're, they're building their own things, their own technologies. They're building the highways, skyscrapers. Rwanda is doing so good that, uh, you know, it, it's just an example where some of these African countries could emulate and, and uh, you know, go from there. Well, well put, Brother uh, Deborah. Uh, the, the, the way you've connected the issue of land by mentioning India, mentioning China. Because this, this, these countries, they are exploding with, uh, with uh, 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 their population. Some 20 years from today, they don't know where our food will be coming from. So when they look at Africa, we might think, oh, yeah, people want minerals. No. People want land. And th- this battle is going to be fierce. We don't know. Maybe this group is going to advise how African countries can come together and fight what is coming. But let's go again and explore uh, what, is, uh, what is next. As far as water is concerned, we lead the world. Even as far as uh, water is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is concerned. What is the world looking at? What is the world looking at? As far as water is, is, uh, is concerned, when, when we look at the, 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 the Arabs, uh, they have no water over there. Um, I don't know who else. A lot of, a lot of people. The issue, the issue of water. Somebody talk about the issue of water. There is a, um, a, uh, this is a girl, uh, Nathan, uh, Moyo. Is it Moyo? Moyo, uh, Moyo says, Moyo. Moyo says, one of the critical parts which we, should, which we will bring wars in a lot of uh, going forward is the issue of water. Because the sources of water, fresh water, are very, very few. And uh, 
I don't know if it is. Uh, I don't know what we vote uh, as far as uh, the, the, the world is concerned, but we vote a lot of water in uh, in, in, in Africa, and these countries. The China of this world, we've talked about, the India, the mm. Russia of this world, they are looking at Africa as one place, one place which will give them the source of water, the source of survival. Because Africa's water resources and reservoirs are the least developed and least yes. utilized. Yes. I don't know why we don't pay attention to that or look at it. I, I really do not understand, because one of the issues that I ask is this question. Um, the people in uh, California is the partial desert, Arizona, New Mexico, all those places, but uh, some states, uh, maybe we, we, we can look. I don't know. Even in Canada, which you can just look. Some states don't probably even have any water body in them, but they do have water supply constantly. So if the citizens of African countries are not even enjoying the benefits of having those water bodies in there, there's something very big missing. I hope I'm not sounding unpatriotic. Nathan, this is what we are saying. I, I don't know how serious, Vantimpa, we take the issue of water first, first and foremost. Let's talk about something. But this is going to be a very, very serious issue. The issue of, of, of water. And Africa has a lot of it. And guess what? We don't even know how to manage it. We, we don't know how to manage it. Yeah. When people talk about uh, uh, global warming and, uh, you know, presidents of very big countries are saying it's a hawk, you know, they're just ignoring what science has, has taught us. And me, I would, I would believe science before I believe witchcraft. So there is a possibility of uh, future water problems, as, as, as science, scientists have put it. And that's where Africa has, uh, has an advantage. And we have to be careful now. It may not happen in 50 years, but it, it could happen in 100 years where there will be scramble. And yeah. that... I, think, I, I think 50 years we are very close, Mishu. 50 years yeah. uh, for our children, if we are not careful, we, we, we don't put uh, 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 things uh, uh, together. I, I, I'll mention very, very quickly other items. But then we come to the question is, what should African countries be doing? There are some suggestions here which they have put down. Of course, the, the issue of minerals. I don't know if I'm becoming a Batimpa. You know those conspiracy theories the Republicans do. But I thought of this issue. <laughs> Dr. Patrick, I thought of a conspiracy theory. Uh, this Ebola thing, uh, to me, it is just a manufactured thing. We are probably in war already. Um, the African population is under attack already. Maybe it's a conspiracy theory. 
Roger, last time we talked about the power of, uh, of science. Uh, what these African countries need to do is uh, the money they are getting, invest that in science. Let's produce practical scientists. You see that? Let's before invest we that in that that buying uh, Before you go to that is one, there is mm-hmm. need for us, first and foremost, to be one. That's the only way. There is no way Zambia will compete, even with a small country like Belgium. There's no way. There's, there's way too much uh, diversity. There's way, uh, there's way too much uh, differences in, uh, in economic structures, uh, economic potential, and this and that. Uh, I think, to me, it's a pipe dream. Africa will never, will never unite for a common cause. It will never do that, Roger. Uh, look at, uh, look at uh, the stupidity that you unite to oust uh, uh, Kabila. No, they didn't. So you expect Africa to unite on the economic front? You're dreaming. This has to start uh, within, uh, within each nation. One of the things, Roger, that needs to be done is the, these things that exist that don't have any meaning and they do them for, con, what do you call it, appearances or political convenience sake. We need to tell ourselves, okay, why should, are you telling me the oil which is in Angola, Nigeria, Libya, and those African countries, we can't buy oil from ourselves? Why, why am I buying oil from Iran and Saudi Arabia and all those places? Just thinking, look, why don't we do trade amongst ourselves? Let's not just have Sadiq for the sake of having Sadiq. What has Sadiq achieved? What is happening there? Why am I buying oil from Saudi Arabia? You see what I'm trying to say? Why am I buying textile from somewhere? Why don't we do trade amongst ourselves? That's my reasoning about us getting yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Patrick, uh, I, I, you, you've, been, you've been following here. Uh, again, the question we are asking is, the impending war, and let's call it what it is, the impending war against Africa, all these people who are, who are coming, it is either we give them the water or we are dead. It's going to be that serious in the next 30, 50 years. It's going to be that serious. The impending war will only be won, not by Zambia standing as Zambia alone. Dr. Patrick, what do we do? I think we, we move to the, the first thought, the original thought. And the original thought is, in the beginning, there was the word. And the word, meaning the language, the conversation, is more powerful than the physical uh, armament. And if we, and when we begin to look at words and define the words in our own likeness, then we'll be able to address the major question that you're asking. Uh, When we talk about Africa, uh, Africa has been put to us to minimize the size. When you just say Africa, it sounds small, but Africa is a continent. So we have to think of the greatness, not the smallness. When we talk about um, white folks and non-white folks, 
we minimalize it by saying, well, there is the the um there is the Native Americans, there are the African people, there are the Mexican people, there are the Arab people. You minimize you're minimalizing it. But when we talk about non white people, that's the majority of people in the world. When we talk about the thoughts that are emanating from uh, the creator, we're talking about the thoughts from people of color. So let's look at the words for what they are and convert those words. If you you can fit Europe into a small section of the continent of Africa, But when we think of Europe, we think of Europe as being a large region. It's not a continent. Think of Africa. We should think of Africa as a continent. And the hugeness of it, everybody wants to get a piece of the greatness of the continent. There are many huge countries within the continent of Africa. So we we should think of greatness and in terms of greatness, we think of largesse. And when we think of largesse, that empowers our mind to protect and to not let others divide us in our thinking about who we are and what we are about. So that's, that's, that's my saying as to what we can do. We can work on ourselves and our minds and redefine who we are, as opposed to having other people define us. There's that that old saying, which is, uh, they talk about history, his story. We should begin to talk about our story. And we will have an answer to, to your question, Roger. That's what we need to do. Redefine the word so that it's meaningful to us as opposed to listening to words that separate us. Let, 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 let me see if I can do this in less than a minute. <laughs> or in less than three sentences. We need a stronger African union or African organization consisting of African presidents who is headed by those presidents whose countries are doing good. So other countries can use those as an example. If we have an African Union consisting of African presidents headed by those presidents whose countries are doing well, no one can say, let's look at him, he's not doing well. African countries might follow that as an example. That's also one way to go. Because that is the, one of the examples they, they, they give. Number one, the problem is the African countries are very, very fragile. Uh, what we have right now, like Nathan was saying, is those uh, democracies which only begins and ends with voting. People need to, to, be, to, be, to be strong, uh, to, to be strong, and then we have to come together. We have no option, uh, gentlemen. We, we, we have no option. This thing is, no. is, is coming. 
Everyone is looking at Africa. They want water. They want our land. They want our minerals. And they are coming. Whether we like it, whether it is going to be in our time, but they are coming. And this is not one fight. Is it uh, Kelvin who gave an example of uh, the, the four billion? Uh, if China came for four billion, what is Zambia going to, go, going to do? But imagine if we were one when getting that four billion with all signed to it. We can stand up to China and say, go to hell. Mm. Oh, that's saying. Last word, uh, we, to have last word we, 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 we are done, but we, we have a lot of uh, thinking to, to do. Um, as Zambia stands, the Congo stands, we are very, very vulnerable to the incoming battle with these big comeback, uh, countries. Gentlemen, think about it. I, you just would, I, just, I just would like to say, and correct me if my pronunciation is correct, Twala uh, Monana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it is 100%, 100%. Uh, but uh, there Thank we go. Uh, something to think about our, 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 our Africa. In my view, there is uh, an impending war which is coming to, to Africa. And uh, some of us who can have that insight, let's put it on radio, let's put it somewhere uh, so that someone would say, Will not say, will not blame us for not having brought it uh, on the table. This has been your show on Zander Block Talk Radio as always. Uh, Tenth year anniversary is coming up. Please buy your ticket, Nathan. And, and everyone, we need to we need to meet in uh, in person uh, this time. Ten years, I've never seen Nathan. Can you imagine that? You know, don't know if he's six four or is he four two. That we should. My Zambia needs you love. When I meet, I'm coming to Kupenda. Nobody can show you love. Ushwa mini, ukisha wapa wana kwenda. Oba sigilegez, ni kubebe mbongoni. Kani kudeke, nikutunze kama moni yeah. Wakija wapote, ifanye kama uwaoni yeah. Kisha unionge, ulivofunza unyagoni yeah. Oh baby, asadansi nikone Uwabangi jo, ululu femi Oh baby, asacheza nikone Uwabangi jo Come on, you're